It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Jenkins and Jones is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Monday, March 29th. We got a lot of NBA stuff to talk about. Uh, we got White Boy Summer to talk about. Context to talk about. It's going to be a packed show. Thanks for tuning in, making us a part of your life. We appreciate you. As always, Jenkins and Jones is hosted by my good buddies with Jethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's up, guys? <laughs> Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Do we need to change the voices up? I think I think people who've been listening to this show for like six years thought that you guys doing white guy voices on the intros was probably like a phase. Do you I know what I mean? That is a staple. Is, 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 is it a staple? <laughs> that is a pillar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could you imagine us still trying to introduce ourselves? Like, Mike, you saved us. You saved the pod. <laughs> we might have stopped doing the pod just to not do the intro. That shit was brutal, dog. It was. I hated it. You know what I mean? Intro to the pod used to be about 10 minutes long. Right, bro. right. Me and Tyler would take turns. <laughs> no, it's your turn. I did it last week. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so last week, uh, the NBA trade deadline came and went. It's officially a buyout season 
Um, what do you guys think? How different is the landscape of the NBA? How much more or less competitive do you think the championship race is? What, what do we feel about last week? Well, the Nets are all the talk, you know, adding LaMarcus, <laughs> right? So, so the Nets have, you know, I, I think they were in this territory, you know, before the LaMarcus Aldridge signing, but it's like, you know, the LMA and the Blake pickup that, that pushes them into the territory where, if they win the championship, everyone's going to be like, eh, okay. But if they lose, if they do not get a ring this postseason, it's going to be some all-time slam. We own it as. Like summer 16 levels type shit. So that's where the Nets are now. I, like, I, we're going to talk about this, but it does seem like they've embraced the WWE aesthetic of, like, just, you know, the gif of, uh, of who was it from fucking G.I. Joe, just, like, you know, yes, throw more garbage at me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they're fully invested because you're right. At this point, if they lose, it doesn't matter if it's game seven of the finals in triple overtime. Like if they lose, I feel like people are going to just light Twitter on fucking fire over the next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Blake brought that though. I think when they got Blake, it was more of a like, they felt like a bully. Now with LaMarcus, it's just like, dog, fuck these dudes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I mean, yeah, like, because, because go ahead, go. I, I think people let let the Harden pick up slide because it's like you know Harden and KD are homies, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. link with the homies. Still you know? a lot, but, but Blake, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still a lot. But but you know you could always do it. You know, bros want to play with their brothers. Right. You know, but Blake coming on board was like, okay, this is us some fucking you know super team assemblies shit here. And then Lamarcus just capped that shit. LMA coming with the what the minimum, the vet minimum, like yo, just get me on the squad money. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and then Blake, I mean, what the they're not the same players that they were right you know right. what i mean like right. we're not i mean blake dumped twice in the game or something and everybody was like oh my gosh blake dumped <laughs> twice like blake would catch two bodies in like a quarter you know what i mean like so we're not the same guy anymore but yeah it's it, it visually it's it's scary i still say lakers and six we got drumming coming in baby and I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still on the bandwagon. You feel okay. Me? Okay. So you're writing off Blake and LaMarcus, but Andre Drummond is going to be there. I mean, Andre, he might get 20 rebounds in the game. You feel me? Like, you know, Blake and LMA, like they're not going to get the touches they need. Or LMA's not going to mm -hmm. get the touches they need or Blake to get average the points that they average normally. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, what, what, yeah. what, what Drummond Lakers, does, Lakers don't use. I was gonna say Lakers don't need shit from Drummond besides rim protection, cleaning the glass, and putbacks. That's and it. just they don't body. need to run shit through AD. Yeah, right, you know what I'm saying? Right. If if Lamarcus and Blake aren't getting touches, then they're not that effective. You know. Well, if if Andre has some spare platelets, we could you know inject into the legs of Braun and AD. That would be helpful <laughs> as well. Like I mean, they gotta stay healthy too, though. I mean, you know, I yeah. mean that's I mean that's who's who's the healthiest has the best chance. You know what I mean? Like. Cause I mean, they got, I mean, LaMarcus had, you know, you know, Blake has obviously been struggling the last few years as far as health. People were saying he was like, that was some fraud shit on some like, you know, I'm just waiting to get the fuck out of here. And if he was, I ain't mad at him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but you know, I, I feel like, you know, everybody has some questions when it comes to health coming in. Well, how long has Katie been out? You know what I mean? So, uh, but it's, it's not ideal. I'll say that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't expect <laughs> to feel this way midway, you know, a little bit over about 60% through the, through the season, start when, when, when it started, you know what I mean? So we'll see. We said it before the season started. The whole question for the Lakers is health. That's the whole question. Is uh, like the team is built around a dude who is doing stuff at his age that no one's ever done before. And at some point, I mean, that either keeps going, at some point it stops. Vincent is not going to be 37 years old, 
30 years from now talking about LeBron James is, you know what I mean? He's it's just, 56. It's They're not going to be saying yeah, that. Like, no one's ever done this at 59 <laughs> right, years old before. Right, like, right, right. <laughs> so at some point, it's going to come to an end. Is it this year? Is it five years from now? Like, that's always the question mark for the Lakers. And, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I thought when he had the groin injury a couple years ago, I thought that might have been it. And he came out and led the league in passing for the first time, right? Like, and proved he's obviously still the dude that people are afraid enough of to want to create a super duper team. Like, <laughs> I talked to like a, a like a, a he's like a, he's like a, a a lead dude in injuries and shit in the NBA, right? And he said that the injury that Bron had, I mean, it could have very well happened when he was younger. It's just kind of a freaky way of hitting the ankle. You know what I mean? Like, this is not Bron jumping and twisting his ankle outwards. A body fell inwards. So this may be Bron getting older, or it may not be. You know what I mean? It, it, this might, it might also be a, It might also be an injury he struggles more to recover from at his age. Yeah, and, and that's, that's a, it's just, it's, yes. it, He's in uncharted territory. Yes, so we'll we're going to find this out as he finds it out. That's what I feel like. But, yeah. I, I think once you start getting non-contact injuries, that's when it's time to really be. Yeah, you know. yeah, and this the was gro- not like that. I said. The, the 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 groin was more was more. You know, I was more concerned about the groin than about the ankle thing. The question with the ankle is, are he and AD a hundred percent to compete with a Nets team that very clearly no one's going to beat that team at eighty percent? You know what I mean? Like you're going to have to be able to score, play defense, whatever else to even compete with the Nets team for a championship. So that that's my feeling. But it will be. I'll say this: if it's Lakers Nets in the Ooh. finals. Bloods versus the Crips, bro. Twitter will be a hellscape for two weeks, regardless of the outcome. I need it, though, and I want that. I want that. That'll be beautiful. (laughs) We deserve that after this hell we've been through. I'm double vacuumed up. I want to be in there. You know what I mean? (laughs) Fuck out of here. You know what I mean? I'm putting jeans on and cologne, as I said on Twitter, and we pulling up. You feel me? (laughs) Uh, Do you feel like there are any other moves that that – that moved the needle. I mean, I know, um, you know, people talk about the heat obviously got better. The nuggets obviously got better. Did they get enough better to change anything or just enough better to make the, the, you know, middle couple rounds of the playoffs more entertaining? Yeah. The, the latter. latter. I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think the, the fucking Larry O'Brien power ranking shifted <laughs> with any of the moves that, that, that those teams made. So, yeah. How awkward is it for Kyle Lowry that he <laughs> that man gave us a tearful goodbye <laughs> in the tunnel and he's still suiting up? Drake called him, you know what I mean? <laughs> Drake faced out that man. What are the Raptors doing? Does anybody truly know they gave up Norman Powell? Which why you kept Lowry for what reason? He's pretty leaving free agent, you get nothing for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are the Raptors doing? You know what I mean? It's what are the Rockets doing? It's hard. Well, I know what the Rockets are doing, but I don't know what the Raptors are doing. I mean, because the Rockets would have sold Kyle Lowry for 46 cents. That's we're wearing right now. Like, <laughs> what do you a got? Everyone's got a bag Kyle of Lowry gum, money. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Rockets would have felt like everybody had Kyle Lowry money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, you know, I get the Rockets. They're trading James Harden for Avery Bradley. Like, I mean, they're, they're trying to spend as little money as they can. They're a team that's tanking with no goal in sight of not tanking. You need to sell that team, dog. Fertitta broke his head. You got to get that up on him, bro. When you're giving away a play, because it really, for me, if I'm him, I'm keeping, or the GM, whatever, I'm keeping James until we get the right offer. 
I don't give a fuck where James want to go. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm so sorry. I got to protect my money. I got to protect the franchise, bro. You are James Harden. We might not ever see another one of you. I'm going to get something out your ass. You feel me? You know, so like, I mean, I'm not letting him force his way out. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm getting who I need to get out of that. And they like, uh, I, I just, I just, I have no idea. The only reason is like, we just broke out here, dog. <laughs> but I just ain't got the money and I don't want to sell the franchise. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be an all time terrible trade for a great player when we look back on it. Yeah, when I we think look it at already it now, is. Honestly. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, it can't really get much worse than it already currently is, unless Avery Bradley starts averaging thirty points a game or some shit. <laughs> the Heat are gonna be good. The Heat are the Heat are looking. Hey, yeah, looking I, I think Depot's a solid pickup. I think if Spoke can't get anything out of Depot, it might be a Raparuski for that young man. But Depot looked good yeah. with the Rockets. Oh, he's, I mean, he's having. I mean, well, he's having a, a decent year. This this is a solid year. Maybe prior to the Rockets. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of Rockets basketball. To be honest, it's fucking abysmal. So I don't know what's going on during a 20 game losing streak. I'm sorry. No, no <laughs> jury know? in the world would convict you of a crime for not watching more <laughs> Rockets basketball in 2020. Prior, though, he looked pretty <laughs> solid. You know what I mean? But I do think that is sort of the, the issue with basketball fans and media is a lot of the names that we just described are people who are needle movers prior to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Them, like Blake Griffin, Lamarcus, right. Andre Drummond, like like these are the names that are we're throwing around in the title fight, like <laughs> with Kevin Durant and LeBron James. Bro, I know I wanted Andre Drummond. If we didn't get Andre, I was gonna be hurt. That's what I will say though. Regardless of if he's a, he's a guy or not, he's a guy in this situation. You know what I mean? He have a little down, a little bit of a down year, but like like Tyler was saying, we don't. What we need out of him is just to be a bully on the boards and a rim protector. That's it. Just do the dog shit. And he and so, he's, okay, that's, so, that's, he does he can do that in his sleep. So Tyler, what are the Raptors doing? Like like how do you say goodbye to Kyle Lowry? I believe they did the montage even. Did they? They gave that man a montage. They gave that man a montage and he had to come to work they, the next day. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? Didn't they call for like a standing O or some shit? He was getting you know he was emotional on the court. He's getting a Facetime from Drake in the middle of his goodbye press conference, and then yeah. he's literally just back at work two days. Later. Like none of that happened. Yeah, that's odd. I, I don't. I, I guess the only thing I can possibly say is, you know, he, he only got some. They only got some offers from some teams. Cal didn't want to go to, and they're doing Cal a solid here. Like that's the only shit that maybe makes sense. So I don't fucking know. I definitely don't buy the idea that like Taylor Horton Tucker was the only reason he didn't become a Laker. Like which mm. people were reporting that it was like the Lakers just wouldn't give up THT, and the Raptors said that was the piece that. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. I don't know, man. I, I feel like we'll hear at the end of the year, we'll hear what really happened there, right. you know, but I don't feel like it was really, I don't really buy any of the reporting around what happened on deadline. Day. I like what Schroeder gives us. I don't know if we needed a Lowry, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, like Schroeder can give us, you know, what he gives about 17, 18 at night, plays solid defense, attacks the rim. He's impossible to stay in front of, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. I mean, what yeah, Lowry like, gave us. Like, I want, I want Schroeder getting like, yeah, I want Schroeder getting like 40 minutes a game in the playoffs. Bro. Like, right, right, I'm right. I'm high on him. Lowry would have drawn he's, more charges, but that's about it, I'd say. You know he, what I mean? He's going to be a great point guard to pair with AD. Mm -hmm. He's not going to fill the hole when, you know, whenever LeBron retires. But neither is Kyle Lowry. No, no. I mean, no. you know what I mean? I just, like, that's, that's a problem that is not solvable. No one's going to fill the LeBron size hole in fucking anything. Yeah, like. yeah, so. <laughs> So yeah, I was glad. I was glad that the Lakers stood pat. I, I, I we talked about it last week. I didn't like that trade. I mean, I was, 
I was nervous, like in a bad way that we were going to get Kyle Lowry. I just didn't want to give up. I just didn't feel like that was the move. You know what I mean? Like, cause you get to go shooter and so, and other pieces that can benefit us in, in other ways. You know what I mean? Like on that second team, THT is solid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. Well, what were they talking about? They're talking about Schroeder, KCP, Schroeder, KCP, yeah. KCP, KCP's having a down year. But he was solid as hell in the, in the playoffs. So maybe he's just chilling. And, I, and you know. And they, but, like, we were going to give all that up to get Kyle Lowry. Right, that's what I'm saying. 50 charges against the Nets or something. I just, like, I don't know, man. I, I, I didn't see it personally, so I'm happy. Uh, let's talk about Kevin Durant uh, being the greatest – athlete tweeter of all time uh this should be a recurring segment on this show at this fucking point <laughs> can we money on that motherfucker man can we present him like can we like have a campaign to call him the grim reaper again can we present this to him because i think he'd be more accepting of it now he's not trying to see not the media tweet? darling yeah. anymore what do you say what do you say he said he tweeted he tweeted back to Haley. um Haley Shawn, he said when, when i was four my og told me to never go by a nickname so i think that's off the table so yeah. He just said, I'm not doing it. Yeah. My name is Kevin motherfucking Durant. I kind of like that, If you want to give me the middle like name that. of motherfucking, you give me the middle name of motherfucking. <laughs> You're not calling me no Slim Reaper bullshit. Slim Reaper is fire, though. That's so... Oh, but I, I, I respect that answer, though. What we're talking about is Kevin Durant literally just let the net sign everybody, and then he just knew. He was like, and then Sunday morning, I'm just going to get on Twitter, talk a little shit, and then go to brunch. Like... <laughs> He was replying to people. I mean, he was just, you know, here's your attention. He was explaining why he's not going to take a nickname. He was mm -hmm. making fun of people for caring as much about him as they do. Um, I, you just, it's what we talked about the Nets. It's the WWE and Kevin Durant fucking understands. <laughs> like he tweeted back at someone. Um, someone tweeted, why do you always come on here? And, and, you know, um, hopping these arguments about you. And he was like, I knew that y'all gonna be on here crying this morning. <laughs> it's like, it's like I smell blood in the water. I'm fulfilling the prophecy. And then someone else responded to him like, "Wow, so you just um you just thrive off misery? That sounds miserable." And he was like, "Absolutely." <laughs> he's leaning in. He's 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 figured Twitter out. He's like, right. "Fuck it, this is a hellscape. I'm gonna just talk my shit, have a little fun, you know, lean into whatever they're saying." And then shake, let them fucking be, you know, arguing back and forth online. Right, right. I, I think he, go ahead, Tyler. No, I, I was, I was going to say that's, that was, that gave his haters power when they realized that, when his haters realized that they, he actually cared about their opinions. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because we saw all the burner activity, the burner activity was all about, you know, him defending his move to Golden State. Where you saw a guy like Boogie, you know what I'm saying? When he signed with Golden State, he was on, he said this shit on camera, like, he was like, I know it's a lot of people out here who are mad and I fucking love it, right? And no one gave Boogie any shit about that because they knew that they were wasting their time trying to get Boogie because he didn't give a fuck about what you thought about him going to Golden State. But they knew that Kevin Durant did give a fuck, right? But now that Kevin Durant doesn't give a fuck, that's the best way to kind of, you know, counterbalance that shit because once people find out they can't get to you, they're not going to waste their time anymore. I think it's just he he doesn't just understand Twitter, he understands himself. He's Kevin that, like, fucking Durant, like, Durant, dog. Like, but like Braun has talked about this that when he went to Miami and everyone was mad about it, he tried to lean into the villain thing. And he said he realized as he got older, it didn't work. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. like, it's that's not who I am. Yeah, like, true, I'm, 
I'm a kid who went through hard things and wants to help this community. And I want to be, res- I want my fucking respect for doing good things mm-hmm. and being a good person. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant is like, if Tyler became the greatest basketball player in the world tomorrow, he's just like, yeah, of course I'm going to go on Twitter and talk shit to you. Are you out of your fucking mind? Like- <laughs> yes. I will absolutely tell you how much you do not fucking matter to me. And don't you ever forget. Yes. I think that's the best way to tweet if you're, if you're a celebrity. Yes. Tyler does that without being a seven foot tall NBA legend. Like- <laughs> Which, that's yeah, definitely you- the best way to handle that shit, man. Like, you know, a lot of people say they don't care what people think and 99% of those people are liars. But if, you truly do not give a fuck about what strangers think about you. They hold no power over you. You know, it's that simple. And that's it. That's exactly it. Someone quote tweeted the, I, I knew y'all would be on here crying and said, please don't lose to the Lakers. I beg you at Katie Trey. And he responded, whoop-de-doo, you'll slander me. What else is new? It'll still be KD and it'll still be rich as fuck drinking strawberry right. lemonade smoothies Whoop leisurely. Right. <laughs> right. This man said, I beg you, it, it'll be so horrible for you. And he said, whoop-de-doo. He called a man a bitch, dog. That's what he did. <laughs> fuck you and your life, dog. You feel me? Like, I don't give a fuck about you. And that's, yeah, that's the way to approach that weirdo shit. Oh, man. I think it's funny uh, now that KD's not the weirdo. It's everybody else. At first, KD was the weirdo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's flipped it. Now he's just like, I'm, like I don't, he, now everybody else seems weird for going at him in these ways. When he's just like, I don't give yeah. a fuck. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole power dynamic. He put the goddamn Uno reverse card right, down. Down the, the, I did care about you. Now you're caring about me. <laughs> right. I don't give a fuck about you. So, <laughs> Uno, bitch. <laughs> right? Uno out, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He figured it out, man. He cracked the code. Good for him. Yeah. It, 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 it was a great reversal on the burner thing because we all assume, okay, he's on the burner thing because he's sensitive. And he basically comes out and says, I just like, I just like arguing and pissing people off. And I was worried about what the economic impact it might have on me for me to do that as Kevin Durant. Now I've realized nothing can have an economic impact on me because I'm Kevin Durant. That was the best thing to happen to him. Getting I'm high. I'm just going to shit talk and, you on Maine right. from now on. Like Getting high and accidentally going to the bar, you know what I mean? Fucking up, burning shit up. You know what I mean? Now I just realized hey, I can do what the fuck I want. I'm KD. That was very empowering. He's going to give an answer on the definitive Netflix ESPN documentary about him in 20 years. He's going to give an answer to that question that's going to get everyone so fired up. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's going to be his, like, I took it personal. Fucking yeah. like, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I feel like this is sort of the opposite of shit talking on Twitter. Uh, but let's talk about uh, Bradleyus Belius. Uh-huh. Sir Bradley Bill. The most motivational speech uh, that I think any of us have ever heard. He was working with the AAU kids and he just explained life in a real simple way that not enough super talented kids here, which is there's not that many jobs in the NBA. And if you get there, they're going to tell you your job is to guard me. And guess what? You can't do it, you buddy. Can, <laughs> you cannot on your best fucking day of your life guard me. <laughs> they're asking you to do the impossible, my guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And, 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 and Brad Bill wasn't being a dick no. about it when he said it. He was just like, y'all got a lot more work to do. You know what I'm saying? That was what he was hammering home. He didn't want to say it. 
He didn't want to yeah. say it. He's trying to like, he felt like he had to at that point to, to motivate him because he actually cares. And that's what you can see was like, I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. I ain't going to bullshit you because I want y'all to actual win, actually win. So this is what's actually going on. This is the truth. And from, from here on out, hey, if y'all take advantage of this, what I'm giving you or not, it's on you. But this is what it is. And I love that. And in the way they understand, like, they'll take your bread, dog. <laughs> These motherfuckers <laughs> will take your yeah. bread, bro. He said, I'm good. My, my, you know what I'm saying? My, my, my parents, my brothers, I can, I can retire now and they'll be fine. We can sit on the beach for the rest of our lives. You know what I mean? And this is what you're trying to get to. And this is how you get there. Boom. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I love it. This is, this is the game. I'm giving you game. You know what I mean? You want to sit down with Jay-Z instead of taking a million dollars? Here, sit down with Jay-Z. I'm, you know, this is I'm the Jay-Z of motherfucking hoops right now, brother. You feel me? You know, this is the closest you're going to get to it. My nigga, hey, do what you want with that information, bro. I love it. And the fact that yeah. he, like, is a, we know he's a, we see him on camera, stand-up dude, right? Stand-up dude. But dude from U-City, he's a real one, bro. I guarantee. Mm. You know what I mean? His mom, the whole family, you know what I mean? They real. You feel me? So, like, the fact that he that he was willing to like shed all that shit off. This is what time it is. Beautiful. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 very polished with the media, and he just shot straight as hell with those kids. And I love that shit. All the curse words, all of it. Here, this is the truth. Facts. No, no, no sugarcoat. Nothing. Do what you want with those facts. Love That's it. I I really want an interview with those kids about. Did that get through to you? You know what I mean. One of them just started on North Carolina right now. Uh, love. Yeah, he's he. I think well, he's they, a prospect. In, in, but I, prospect. you know, it, it is it is a thing. We talked about this when uh, when Cam Newton was getting heckled at his camp. You do, you never know with kids whether he said he got half a sentence into that speech and and the kids are like, this dude is fucking hating. Like, <laughs> it's like the like the you know there's the the Twitter joke about rappers complaining about you know their English teachers didn't believe in me and it's like the English teacher just wanted you to do your homework bro like she wasn't you know what I mean she wasn't hating Nobody on your dreams was saying you ain't gonna be nothing why they what teachers really pulling niggas to the side and being like you ain't gonna be shit I don't ever believe that dog I've seen some trash ass students bro you know what I mean and I was fucking off for a little bit myself at times and I never experienced some shit like that the bro, people that bro, they didn't we, believe in they did they left alone yeah, you know yeah. We, have, we, have, we have never gotten a rapper shout out to a teacher who actually cared about it <laughs> and then fucking 40 years of rap <laughs> we have never gotten one <laughs> shout out to, to to mrs adams in fourth grade who took me under her wing and told me you know how to write in aba format or whatever we never got one of those shout outs once in the history of rap motherfuckers is lying though well, let me do and then also these dudes are black what black mom is letting somebody tell their kid you know what I mean? <laughs> you ain't gonna be shit. And it's gonna be sweet after that. My mom is an accountant, CPA, and her ass would have been Northside, St. Louis. After, you know what I mean? She would have squared <laughs> off with one of them teachers off of that shit. You ain't telling my child that the fuck you mean? Come on now. You know what I mean? Like, come on. I just don't believe that bullshit, dog. Come on. And they always run, they run into them a lot in traffic in their Lamborghinis right? too. That's a, how, what are the odds of that? <laughs> The teacher who told you you weren't going to be shit in sixth grade and you see him at a stoplight in your Lambo on, for some dog. odd right, reason, right. Mr. Rapper, man. <laughs> but I love the fucking lies. I That's love the lies, bro. So but let's, let's, let's switch the lies up so they can be more believable. Yeah, yeah. give us some I mean? new lies. Yeah, right. give us some new but, lies, uh, nigga. I, 
I mean, uh, uh, Trayvon Free, you know, Emmy Award winning writer nominated for an Oscar right now for a short film executive produced by Kevin Durant. I've, I've done features about him. I've known him forever. He's talked about how influential his English teachers at Dominguez High School in Compton were. That's not a good rap song. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a good feature by a white dude named Mike Gardabasi. That's not a good rap song. That's not a good rap song by a rapper named Trayvon Free, bro. <laughs> right, right, right. I guess this might be a good segue into White Boy Summer. Are we are, are we ready no, for that? Are we ready one for that more yet? topic before we okay. get to White Boy Summer. Hold your horses. Colonizer <laughs> Summer. <laughs> uh, we have to talk about the NCAA tournament and specifically uh, Tyler had the most salient commentary that I've seen on the NCAA tournament, which is after Syracuse went out, Tyler just reminded everyone, and it seems that this escaped a lot of people's attention on Twitter, that there is quite a lot of video footage of Jim Beheim, uh eating his own boogers, bro. Booger boys. <laughs> yes. Jim, Jim Bay, like I tweeted out, Jim Beheim eats his boogers. And I want to clarify that that was not a euphemism or figure of speech. Like I wasn't saying he stinks it up in the tournament. No, this motherfucker puts his finger in his nostril, <laughs> takes out a booger and puts it in his mouth. And there is so much footage. So much. If you do a Beheim booger, Google search. <laughs> You're gonna see this motherfucker eating boogers in 4K HD. Bro, Behan is a booger eater, and we cannot let that slide. Who is searching Behan boogers on Google, dog? Lock that man up, please, dog. Crime is in his future, dog. I saw. I I missed this. I totally missed. I did not see this come out, and so I googled it after Tyler said it, expecting he must have got caught scratching his nose and then scratching his lip once. That is not mm. the case. This man knows the difference in textures between his boogers, bro. Is, okay, like, I got I to gotta ask a question. Have y'all <laughs> seen him rubbing him like this and then doing it? Because that is a... No. Okay, I, I, okay. I, I, I feel like he's very efficient. Like the booger okay. finger doesn't leave the realm of like his face. He knows he's on camera. Why doesn't he wait till he gets home? But the one he's addicted, from a... Man. He's addicted to fucking booger junkie, man. Booger junkie. Boogie geeker. Booger sugar for real. You geeking <laughs> off these boogers, dog. Oh my God. He can't go, he can't have a withdrawal in the middle of a game, bro. That's a stressful situation. Need boogers. You know I mean? <laughs> need those boogers, man. But the one from a couple of weeks ago, he got he puts his he puts his pointer finger in his nose, then he takes it out, then he puts his middle finger in his nose because he's really doing some deep he core to get that motherfucker. It was yeah, there was some gold in there. Straight had to bring out the, the motherfucker, the, what the nine iron. <laughs> he pulled the driver out, buddy. He was going deep. <laughs> the middle finger? What the fuck? Bro. Where was it in your brain? What the fuck is going on with this man? Oh, dog. And then he took it straight from his nose, at least a knuckle deep into his mouth, bro. Oh, just, my that, God. Just that quick. Boop, boop. And then he, so he, put, he pulled it from his fucking brain and put the booger on his tonsil. You know what I mean? <laughs> right on the back of that bitch. Well, he flipped off his own skull. <laughs> oh. And then brought the harvest down. Fuck and social norms. <laughs> you know what he I mean? Didn't, and just to be clear, he didn't wipe it on his lip and then pull his lip into his mouth. He put his finger inside of it. He is a Maybe he didn't monster. even get a booger. He just needed to taste a little bit of that salt. 
You know what I mean? That's salt and fucking. That might be worse, bro. <laughs> that that's that might slimy be worse. Ass, I just need salty ass, linty fucking. That's what boogers are: dried up snot and lint, dog. And he can't wait to get his hands on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? He probably get the pinky in there when it's really trying to time to clean up. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we know it's time to get a little fancy schmancy. <laughs> He probably saves the pinky dick for like Savion Block Booger, you yeah, know what I mean? A glass of wine. Right. No, the pinky, the pinky pick is for league play only. Right. You know, that's when shit is real intense. <laughs> oh, wee! I can't believe this. They are be booger eating motherfucker. Boy, we ain't gonna let you slide on. Bro, I remember I had, a, I had a, this this one of the the baddest chicks in eighth grade used to be on them boogers, man. And I was, bro, she was a twin. She was a twin. And her, and, her, and one, one no one one was just cold, you know what I'm saying? They both was athletes. The other one was cold too, but she just ate boogers. And I'm just like, I remember, I remember hearing that. I was heartbroken. You know, you know what I mean? My That's 14 year old, I was like, eating boogers. I had to go home and just stare at the ceiling and think of, you know what I mean? That's wild. This man is a whole lot of dope on television, snatching boogers out his nose. Look, look. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Heim, you're a booger boy. Booger boy. Hey, we gotta. That's a, we, I think there's something there. There's a segment there or something. We gotta figure that out. There's more booger, booger boys boy out there. The we gotta get to the bottom who's of the, it. Who's the Jenkins and Jones booger boy of the week? Right. <laughs> there we go. They got sponsorable. We got the booger boy. Sponsorable. Hey, the Volume Podcast Network. We need a sponsor. Right. Right. Who, who and Jones booger boy of the week? Mucinex. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get in and out. In and out to sponsor it. That trash ass burger. <laughs> that came. That was a nasty curveball. That motherfucker dropped out. That came out of nowhere. Wow. You feel me? Get out of here, dog. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process. Angie makes completing home projects easy. We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, we had some painting done. We are able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we were really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installation, or cleaning. Angie has simplified finding help for home projects. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service projects from start to finish. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You know those hot takes you post on social media? Well, now you can win up to $5,000 when you put those takes to the test on FanDuel. It's a new game called Over Under, and it's absolutely free to play on FanDuel. Here's how it works. FanDuel will set lines on things like total points or three-pointers made during every NBA on TNT broadcast. All you have to do is pick over or under for every prop. Your picks could win you a share of $5,000 during every contest. FanDuel is the exclusive home for over-under, and it's available in all 50 states so you can play from anywhere. All you have to do is go to fanduel.com slash over-under and sign up now if you haven't done so already. Just create a new FanDuel account. If you don't already have one, it takes less than two minutes to sign up. Then put your takes to the test during every NBA on TNT broadcast at fanduel.com slash over-under. They could be worth up to $5,000. Age and local restrictions apply. See FanDuel.com for terms and conditions. All right, it's my time. It's my time. I'm gonna, we're going to talk about something that's important oh, yeah. to me. It's something important to me, okay? Uh-oh. Chet Hanks, legend. Fuck that. Oh, my God. Hall of Fame. First ballot Hall of Fame. Dipshit white dude. Okay, there we go. Has declared. Has declared. I was going to say something else. He's declared it that this summer is going to be a white boy summer. And I have to say, I'm fired. Ah! Up. <laughs> hey, t- hey, bro, can you break down what does white boy summer contain? What, 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 what's, what's going on? I mean, I know, but what, yeah. what is, what is what a, a, a lot of white claws? You know what I mean? More vodka. Yeah, like it'll probably be like, like it's going to be a lot of khaki shorts. <gasps> uh, invest in boat shoe stock. Oh, Get, wow. Like, find Find yourself a, 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 a White Claw ETF, a vodka seltzer ETF, if you can. To invest in. Um, it's 
going to be a lot of uh, sunglasses and people pretending to laugh in pictures. Um. <laughs> Dude, have you ever thought about that, though? People laughing in pictures, how fraudulent that is. Like even a I smile. Do it with my kids. Still- I tell my seven and five year old kids uh, when they're making weird faces, I say laugh, and they go ha 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 ha, and then I get a picture, and it looks like they're having the best time. <laughs> and I realize at some point this is also what adults do. <laughs> so I'm fired up. Are you guys going? Are we coming I out? Think you like, crazy we- as fuck. If, if if you yeah, I. Are we I, I mean, traveling for white boy You are a, l- a lunatic. If you say you say what? Absolutely. You not. take a selfie. If you take a selfie, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I if you think take a selfie group, fake laughing, like, oh, that's you're a fucking lunatic. Well, I think so the group ones are worse. I think the group ones are worse. Standing with four of your friends and you, you know, the photographer says like, ah, like, you know, Jim Beheim's a booger boy or whatever. And you all, like all five of your friends, like, ha, did he get it? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Mike, are you really wearing khaki shorts? Do you have them? I, I don't, I'm not, see, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm aspirational for white boys. Okay. Okay. I don't have like, I need to go get like a white boy. You, you have Sperry's too. I probably have more white boy shit, bro. I got Burks in my game. You know what I'm saying? Burks and Crocs, bro. Yeah. Like I just have. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's regular, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, that's I don't, regular I don't boy summer. The, <laughs> I don't have the, I don't have the wardrobe, but I want to, I'm excited. <laughs> I want to be a part of something. I want to connect with my cultural roots and, uh, y'all had enough so. white boy summers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> and fuck Chet Hanks too, man. How do we let him slide with the, she gets away with murder. People find him endearing though. So, Hey, bro. Bro, Ch- Ch- Chet Hanks is such a prime example of how having a kid is just a roll of the dice, bro. Because how the fuck did that guy come from Tom Hanks? <laughs> right? Like, a beloved like, white man. Did Tom Hanks make that dude? You know? I don't know, bro. bro. He get away <laughs> with murder. He get, he get, he, I mean, don't, people make fun of him a little bit, but nobody really dislikes Chet Hanks. I don't people see people like fuck Chet Hanks for real. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's 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 harmless. He's just a bit. What the fuck is this guy's deal? You know what confusing. I mean? That's confusing. He's confusing. That's the aesthetic all white boy summer. Right. <laughs> confusing. Just like harmless dipshits. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I want no part of that. That sounds horrible, dude. <laughs> I'm just gonna go around doing my white guy voice all summer. We'll just record all of our podcasts this summer. Well, they recorded entirely. Don't, don't will do me though. I, I can't, I can't stand it. You, <laughs> you drop a will do in a text. I'm just, I'm heartbroken at that point, bro. It's best regards all <laughs> white boy summer. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm passing on that, buddy. All right. You and Chet Hanks, y'all have fun. All right. Tell me how that goes. I will. Oh, I, I'm, I am going to tell you how it goes. And you know what? Is Char going to allow this? I guarantee Char. No, Char's no, not. You know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> you come out there with khaki shorts and shit and Sperry, she's going to eat you up, bro. <laughs> I'm more comfortable pretending to be excited about White Boy Summer to America listening to the podcast than I am pretending to be excited about it to my wife. <laughs> she would not tolerate that in the fucking slightest. <laughs> Anton. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk, let's talk about Little Nas X, and uh, I feel like we're gonna end up on one side or the other of a culture war here, guys. What do we think? Is Little Nas X heralding the end times? 
by making a music video where he's twerking on Satan. Can I say this? Can I say it? Is it okay to the say this? Yours. Say the floor is yours. I, as as the vice president of the White Boy Spring, <laughs> you have granted me the floor. Tap, tap. <laughs> this is how I feel, man. The devil, if anybody deserved that lap dance, it was the devil. Okay, as somebody who's read the Bible two times, dog. Okay. God has killed off the entire planet except for one family due to a flood, okay? You heard of Sodom and Gomorrah, where he burned down the whole city, all right? Told nobody, told the family that he allowed to leave, not to look back. The wife looks back and he turns her into a pillar of salt in front of the children. The children saw that. Bro, look, okay? If I'm being honest, I wonder who's the real villain, okay? You add up all the wild shit the devil's done. I don't know if it adds up to the crazy shit God has done, okay? In the Bible, at least. I believe in God. I don't know if I believe in that dude that I read about because I haven't experienced that. But how would, how would the older female members of your family feel if they heard you say what you just said? Bro, my sister would be heartbroken. But I tell her, I, 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 but I've told her, so I'm like, yo, I believe the, the God I've experienced, like God is love. That's what I say in the Bible. And I truly believe that because I've experienced that. You feel me? But like, it's a lot of contradictions in there with the God in the Bible and love, in my opinion. If you don't obey me, you go to hell and burn for eternity. That doesn't sound like a fun guy I want to be around, Okay. <laughs> You know, the devil's like, hey, have a little fun. And God's coming here. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> what the hell? You know what I mean? You're like, dog, I want to kick it with this man over here, dude. I'm just, bro. I just, I just, I like, when, 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 like, I know people are mad about, you know, him doing that. But if we really look at it, you know what I mean? The devil's not that bad in comparison. I'm just saying. That's how I feel. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I just feel that way. I'm scared enough of the ghosts of my grandparents to not follow up on anything you just said. <laughs> 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 Look, Tyler looks like he's about I just, to chew on I just think it's, too, bro. <laughs> but, but I, I just think it's it's so, so blatant that Little Nas X knew he was going to stir some shit with that. And he knew that he was going to bait the right people. And everyone who he knew he was going to bait it's falling head first into that fucking trap, right? Little Nas X is a supreme fucking troller. You know what I mean? He's one of the best interneters that I have ever seen in my life. And he set a trap with that shit. You knew he was going to stir some shit. He was being controversial on purpose. And then everyone who he he put the bait out for bit that motherfucking hook, line, and sinker, it feels like. It's just funny because since we were kids, there's just been this endless cycle of like Madonna, The Simpsons, South Park, Family Guy, like you could point to a ton of different rappers, like where it's just the cycle of like, I'm going to be controversial to make money. And every time they do it, like South Park literally made a movie about how people were going to protest their movie and it was going to make them a lot of money. And people protested their movie and it made them a lot of money. Like it's just <laughs> such a predictable cycle. The only thing that's surprising to me is that the dude who made Old Town Road is the mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that guy for this generation? Because I thought he was a troll on Twitter, 
but I didn't think he was going to like accept the mantle of like, I'm going to push America's red buttons and make a career out of that. Did you I, just, I didn't see that yeah. coming. Did you see how people responded to him when he said he was gay though? I mean, he was a barb already. So he was like, he, he, he grew up, you know, going back and forth in that internet space that, you know, in, in a particular, that's like growing up at the lunch table. You feel me? He was prepared for the, for the, for, the, for yeah. roasting people. You know what I'm saying? And the way they responded, like, it's like, okay, now nah, I got some for you. They was on his ass about that, dog. You know, so it's like, okay, now nah, I got some for you. But like, to me, like, I, I just think I, the, the video was beautiful. I thought it was, I thought it was, a, a, I thought it was fun to watch. I, mean, I didn't seem serious. And like Tyler said, he just seems like he was trolling people. And then they come out and do the exact thing. But like, the way people treat him due to, his, due to him being gay, there's a particular type of person. And he trolled those people. You know what I mean? And it's just ridiculous, dog. I know. Yeah. I'm, and and the whole thing is like, yeah. And the whole thing is is like, you know, okay. It's it's so many people say gay people are going to hell, and then he makes a video in hell, and now they're having a ball in hell. They right. mad because he's having fun in hell. That's what they mad about. They right. mad because he's having fun in hell. Right. You going exactly. to hell? Cool. <laughs> that's, I'm trying to go to hell. That's my homie. Right. Let's kick it. You feel me? We gonna be kicking it. They mad. You feel yeah. me? Like right? You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, because because if he if if, if he would have made a video in hell repenting for his sins, they wouldn't be like, wow, this is powerful, riveting. But this motherfucker's out there giving lap dances to Satan and yeah, shit, turning the fuck up. Right? They are mad that he's having fun in hell. Right, man. Yeah, they tried to play the Trump hell, card hell. on him on the afterlife, <laughs> and he put the Uno reverse card down on them, bro. It's been a fucking, it's yeah, been a real, it it's a great period for the Uno reverse card. <laughs> I just think it's weird that these people <laughs> who can easily, you know what I mean? Like, like he's not making, this is too far, bro. You're not the person this was made for in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like little Nas X fans are wilding. It's the people that are looking to get mad at him. You know what I'm saying? Like you chose to watch this knowing what right. was going to happen. You know what I mean? You were, you've been mad at him ever since he came out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. it's, uh, you know, I yeah. mean, I, the, I, I strongly doubt, I, I was gonna say, I strongly doubt that there's an 11 year old out there somewhere who watched that video and was like, well, time to go sacrifice a goat. Right, right. right, right. Like that, that's right. not how this right, shit works, right, bro. Right, right, There is an element that I do appreciate of the, you know, like you always talk about, like, if you go far enough back, all religions are like kind of a conspiracy theory or a cult, right? And like, there is an element of the people mm -hmm. who, I saw a lot of um, older prayer warriors uh, on social media who like really believe like, oh, Nike is selling shoes with human blood in them. That is like, as he's distributing these shoes, he's spreading like the blood of Satan. Like who like really believe that there's like magical forces but at isn't work. Isn't there really you know blood in I mean? them though? Huh? There's like a little bit of blood in them, right? Yeah. That's very that odd. No, no, I think I think that's a fact, though. I think that's a yeah, fact. but 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 those aren't those aren't official Nikes. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 some some design house made though. So either way, Nike then official. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Even because there are, are people yeah, who but, are like, this is yeah, the entertainment and corporate worlds coming together to open the door. Like like really, but like ghost like the end of Ghostbusters. So yeah. like really believe a gateway was going to open. But it's really right. just marketing. Music video. It's just it's really yeah, it's just, just marketing and advertisement. <laughs> right. And they're like, you know, right. A portal to hell is opening and, up due to this. You know what I mean? Right. Kind of the like, times. Oh I just don't understand how, is there anyone on earth who didn't like music that an older generation thought was too sexual or, or like not religious enough? You know what I mean? Like I, we, we've talked about this right. on the show before. 
my grandparents, their parents thought Frank Sinatra was not a nice enough person to, you know what I mean? Like it's a, such a cyclical thing. I don't wow. understand how these people don't yeah. go. This is just the next thing. Like, and I guess it's just that the, you know, religious imagery is like a real yeah. fucking button for people. But have you heard of the song called Throat know. Baby? But, 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 bro, we- <laughs> like, yeah, you're mis- the- this is wild. <laughs> There's somebody tweeted, and this is a fact. I was like, I watched it. I'm like, what the fuck? The baby is fucking like snowboarding down a snowboarding on semen. On semen. A a mountain of semen. Okay. And like, and this is like, bro, like, this is what people like, like they can't wait to go outside to hear this song live. You know, and it's like, bro, and, and you mad at this. You mad at this? You turned off throat, baby, to talk shit about this. <laughs> like, like you're talking about, <laughs> you turned off throat, baby. I'm gonna really go in on this one though. You know what I mean? Relax, bro. Like, let people yeah. do what they want. You know, like about have fun. It's not nothing wrong. It's nothing. It's I, it was really creative to me. I know he was trolling, but it was he did it in a very creative way to me. You know what I mean? I don't. I, don't, I ain't mad at it. Is both creative and also yeah, that's, the best. That's, that's master trolling is, yeah, I was gonna say that's master trolling is when you take your craft seriously, but you don't take yourself seriously. And oh, that's Little Nas X oh. He's not looking forward to lap, da- giving a, the devil a lap dance, you know what I mean? But if he is, more power to him, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> what? It's his eternal butt, bro, right. like, you know what I mean? Butt. Like, let it, <laughs> like, if if you really but that's the thing i never understood though eternal cheeks we're talking about eternal it's his eternal butt i never thought i would hear that in my life bro thank you i just but this is what i'm sorry to stick us on the religious shit i this is what never made sense to me and i had this argument with older members in my family a number of times if you really believe you're right like what are you worried about then you know what i mean like like if, if hell is real and you're right, and he's gonna go to hell, wouldn't you just be as nice as, which I think actually is one of the lessons of the Bible, wouldn't you just be as nice to this dude as you possibly can while he's alive? You know what I mean? Like, you're that worried that he's leading other people astray or like whatever the, the, the thought process is there. Like, if you really believe that he has an eternity of the worst physical and emotional and spiritual pain imaginable ahead of him, who cares? You know, but also like, the thing with me too is like we talk about people, you know what I mean? Like a person that would approach a human like that. Hey, if you don't listen to me, you have to deal with this. If you don't obey me, this is what you have to deal with. We would say that motherfucker was a monster. You know what I mean? But the person that represents love that created us. You know what I mean? Moves like that. I just can't sign up. I don't believe that. You know what I mean? Like, that's just crazy to me. Like, dog, you know, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Well, one place uh, God may not be needed with uh, Lil Nas X. One place God is definitely needed is in the Suez Canal, uh, (laughs) where I, like, hey, they say there's no atheists in foxholes, bro. There's no atheists on Empire Empire State building size buildings stuck across the one of the most important waterways on fucking planet earth 
that shit is still there. Yeah. We like we were we recorded a whole episode. We mentioned it last week, and it's still there. What's gonna happen? Spot, Do y'all know bro. what's gonna happen? Do y'all know how this bro, is gonna be I, I, I saw a tweet where someone said there had to have been a guy who suggested blowing the boat up like an hour into this discussion, and I'm sure that person <laughs> is winning more people over day by day, <laughs> right? <laughs> And I have no idea what the hell they're gonna do here, bro. They just might have to blow that bitch up. Man, I do not know, dog. They can't. It's they're made. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the challenges. They're made to withstand oh, anything. Yeah. They're made to withstand. Their hole is such that it's it will it if uh, something blows up in the ship, the hole wouldn't rupture. God damn. Because they're it's the size of the Empire State Building is carrying, however many gajillion dollars worth of goods. It has to make it from wherever it left to wherever it's going, or we don't have an economy. Like almost everything we all own is made in a different country at this point. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. this is how things move around. So like this ship is one of the most indestructible things in the world to the extent that a lot of, a lot of the other vessels and there's a fucking, there's about to be a backlog off the coast of Long Beach because shit is getting rerouted over this. They're just going around Africa. They're going around the continent of Africa because they can't go through the super. Also, oh, Ferdinand Magellan shit, right, man. Right. <laughs> God damn. Africa big as fuck, man. <laughs> Africa's huge, dog. What are you doing? You got to go, go down that motherfucker, then back up that motherfucker. And they're doing it. They're all doing Bro. it because there's no, because there's literally a chance that it's just going to be there for like weeks, bro. It's so they're going all the like. Can you imagine calling whoever what at the port where you're supposed to be delivering your shit? Like, there's been a there's a traffic jam on the 405. I'm gonna take a little detour. I just need to go around the biggest continent. <laughs> you know, be there in a couple weeks. <laughs> How would you feel if you're one of the companies that has your shit on that boat? Like, you know, you've already gone through a pandemic, and you know, like, you know. If you're like Dillard's and there's a shit ton of polos, you know, all that shit, you know what I mean? Like I would be like, I'd be hurt, bro. You know what I mean? Like that's just sitting there. They don't know what they're going to do with your product. Like, oh, you said it's a gajillion dollars with the shit on there. That, that could be somebody's company on that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? They as far as like, that could, that could they end said somebody's a third company. of the world's goods. A third of the world's shipped goods go through that canal. That's great. Like, like. I mean, it's difficult to even conceive of. We probably won't really get our heads around it forever. I did. I did do a little digging into the Suez Canal story, oh, and I'm. I, I have to report because I find this fascinating. Apparently, this is a racket. This is like in Egypt. This is like known that the way uh, to go through the Suez Canal, you're legally required to contract with a tugboat company, and these tugboat companies apparently it's like the mafia over there bro that they're just like every time a ship goes through here i make fucking fifteen thousand dollars for hooking it up to my tugboat and pulling it through right the tugboats as we have seen can't actually change the direction of the ship it's just the they're, they're too small the ship is the size of the fucking empire state building but so they're rigged up and apparently it's very common for the tugboat operators to just hook the shit up and then put it on autopilot and like go sit and eat a sandwich in the back of the tugboat, bro. <laughs> God damn. So I haven't seen definitive reporting. It's like, is it a strong windstorm, you know, sandstorm that blew the ship off course? Was it a tugboat dude who just was 
spinning the wheel around the way I would if I was the captain of the boat. Like, <laughs> Let's see what happens here. <laughs> but anyway, all the prayer warriors out there, leave little Nas X alone and pray for the captain of the Evergreen, bro. That's what it's <laughs> called? It's the Everspace Green, yes. Okay. We need Godzilla and Kong to just, that's, I, saw, I saw a Photoshop of that. Godzilla and King Kong just picking it up. Just turn that, it. That would be Clutch. the perfect resolution. Clutch. All right. Uh, I think that's all the time we've got for this episode of Jenkins and Jones. This has been a weird one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very Jenkins and Jones, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of lefts, more lefts, some rights, more lefts. You feel me? Like, Thank you to everyone who uh, tuned in to listen to Booger Talk and uh, White Boy Summer Plans and uh, Little Nas X and uh, the Suez Canal update. And I guess we did also talk about some basketball. Yeah. So that was some shooty hoops. Always. All right, y'all. Subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Give us five stars. All the other shit. That's all the stuff I'm supposed to tell people to do. Buy whatever was in the ads. Hey, I listened to the ads. They got living spaces in front of us on the last episode, bro. That's a real company. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got FanDuel and living spaces and shit. Like, I got one across the street from me, dog. Are we going to get, get a like, discount? Let me go let me hold a couch. Play the yeah, pod, living play spaces. The let me try one of your couches for a couple of years, bro. You know what I mean? Did. Yeah, we'll give you the personal endorsement. All right. Uh, that's our show. We'll be back on Thursday. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Bye. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.